नमस्ते एंड वेलकम टू अनदर एपिसोड ऑफ द भारत वार्ता वीकली आई एम रोशन करेपा एंड वी हैव अभिषेक पॉल एज वेल टू रन यू थ्रू द न्यूज एंड इवेंट्स ऑफ द वीक दैट वाज आई थिंक दिस वीक इट्स मोर ऑफ अ विश्व वार्ता देन अ भारत वार्ता टन्स ऑफ स्टफ टू कवर फ्रॉम द इंटरनेशनल फ्रंट रिपोर्ट्स जस्ट कमिंग इन दैट देर इज सम क्लैशेज बिटवीन इसराइल एंड पैलेस्टाइन एट दिस पॉइंट ऑफ टाइम यू नो पैलेस्टाइनियन मिलिटेंट्स हैव इन्फिल्ट्रेटेड इसराइल एंड आर कॉसिंग यू नो नंबर ऑफ स्ट्राइक्स there uh, we'll also talk about uh, the moldovian new president elect winning on the india out campaign uh, and the significance of that uh, for us in the indian ocean meanwhile uh, uh, we'll talk about the milestone achievement by uh, india in the asian games uh, our teams have secured 100 medals there you know is bar so far uh, has been achieved on the us front uh, multiple things again uh, we'll talk about the ongoing immigration crisis uh, the indictment charges against uh, you know former president trump uh, and more all of this on this bharat vartha weekly if this is your first time uh, on the channel don't forget to subscribe to us or follow us on whatever platform uh, you get your podcasts on uh, we publish uh, episodes on politics policy and culture a few times a week and uh, yeah uh, support this content and uh, help more people discover this hey abhishek let's talk about this report of uh, number of palestinian militants uh, infiltrating israel it has also prompted israel to order its residents across the region to stay indoors uh, with hearing of casualties and strikes and so on and so forth uh, what have you read about this yeah so basically as we speak this is like a developing story and yeah you won't really find much information through formal news reports etc right it's all basically coming out as uh, you know on twitter so yeah i think the situation is really really bad right now in israel some unknown number of uh, hamas militants or terrorists have sort of entered uh, southern israel and are basically firing at civilians um, this is also being uh, simultaneously they are also doing you know a massive amount of rocket attacks right and they are doing this on a holiday in israel right uh, and so i don't know what is the exact uh, situation or reason behind this but seems like a massive intelligence failure on the part of israel and so i think uh, they will take some time to regroup and hit back right uh, which obviously we expect that the israelis will hit back very hard Uh, but for now the situation is very unfortunate and i do expect to see a very large number of you know civilian uh, deaths unfortunately because of the nature of the attack right where uh, you know gunmen have entered civilian areas and have the ability to fire sort of indiscriminately right so yeah very grim situation and hopefully you know israel can get things under control very quickly yeah seems like an episode of uh, fauda actually i mean it's uh, it's crazy and yeah i mean i don't know how these people live uh, with the constant threat of uh, such strikes uh, you know on a daily basis certainly uh, you know our prayers with uh, those who are affected moving on last week the front runner and opposition candidate uh, mohammad muizu became the president elect in maldives defeating incumbent ibrahim soli Uh, the results of this election spells a new headache for india as muizu is pro china and anti india so much so that his campaign slogan was india out 
Muizu has already asked that Indian troops uh, withdraw from the country and argued that their presence undermined their sovereignty. Uh, well, I think for a matter of perspective, we should clarify that, uh, you know, when you, when you say Indian troops in Maldives, I mean, we're talking about 70 to 80 people. At least those are the reports that have come out, right? I mean, we don't know if the, the numbers are more or less. Uh, these are certainly not disclosed. And uh, in that sense, you know, Abhishek, what is the significance of this, uh, you know, with this whole power play in the Indian Ocean? Yeah, I think uh, in the last few elections uh, in Maldives, what you've had is uh, sort of alternate sides winning. Uh, and by alternate sides, I mean one side of the political spectrum is sort of pro-China and the other side is pro-India, right? And in the last five years, India had the upper hand, right? A government which was sort of very open to embracing India in terms of, uh, you know, cooperating on the military and security front, right? And so India is sort of heavily invested in the Maldives with uh, you know, a lot of technology and equipment, whether it is in the form of radars or whether it is in the form of aircrafts, whether it is in fact placing some small number of Indian troops there for uh, strategic purposes. Uh, the Quad was also, you know, counting on Maldives remaining uh, under the Indian influence so that, you know, it would be a sort of linchpin in the Indo-Pacific. Uh, so now, what has happened is obviously this sort of growing closeness with India led by their previous prime minister allowed the opposition to spread an anti-India campaign, which kind of seems to have worked, right? And they have won the election. And uh, so uh, ideologically also this party is uh, the progressive party of Maldives is uh, supposed to be close to China, right? But uh, uh, what I think people now expect is that there will be some sort of middle ground that they will try to seek because the Maldives still do need to be, you know, having some sort of cooperation with India. Prime Minister Modi did congratulate the new Prime Minister, right? So, uh, and it is expected that Mohammed Mizu's first foreign trip might be India as well, right? And so, even though during the campaign he has taken a very strong anti-India rhetoric, uh, chances are that he will soften that now and try to sort of maybe take the middle path between India and China. But obviously, India will lose a bit of the influence and closeness that had been developing over the last few years. And it will probably take a while before, you know, we can get back to that uh, situation. Yeah. So India has uh, reportedly invested about three and a half billion dollars uh, in infrastructure construction projects in uh, Maldives. Uh, and uh, don't forget that, uh, you know, we sent troops uh, to Maldives in 1988 uh, to thwart a coup, coup attempt uh, that would have ousted the dictator uh, that we were backing at that time, uh, you know, Mamun uh, Abdul Gayum. Right. Uh, and Gayum was uh, anyway out of power 20 years later uh, following the country's first democratic election. Um, yeah. Uh, so interesting situation. Let's uh, see how this develops. Uh, meanwhile, last week, India crossed the 100 medal mark for the first time ever in the Asian Games with 25 gold, 
35 silver and 40 bronze medals this marks a historic moment for india as a country has seen a major improvement in the performance of its players uh, x or twitter has erupted with joy congratulating all athletes and trending is bar sopar abhishek fantastic performance by the athletes uh, notwithstanding uh, you know some allegations of cheating and uh, you know poor uh, sports sportsmanship uh, from the host country yeah i think uh, this has been a really spectacular campaign by india uh, at the asian games so to get to the uh, promised number right like there's a lot of hype around the whole uh, contingent that they have to get 200 medals and they have delivered right which kind of speaks volumes to the performance of the athletes and india is now beginning to sort of do very well in various kinds of uh, sports right and it's no longer limited to our traditional uh, you know places traditional sports where india used to do well so i think the most heartening for me has been how well india has done in athletics right which is a discipline where you have a large number of medals right and so once a nation starts doing well in athletics it automatically is able to you know perform very well at these international events and obviously now we are becoming very good at the asian level it may take a decade or two to become you know very competitive at the international olympics level let's say but someone like neeraj chopra's ex- and his excellence has shown that it is perfectly possible for indians to do to you know be world class as well right and so uh, yeah really heartening to see india do so well i hope you know this kind of gives more momentum to athletes across all disciplines right in india that uh, because right now i mean for an athlete in india apart from you know let's say the unfortunate situation that we saw with wrestling right where you have political controversies and things like that coming up other than that i think uh, we have now reached a level where you know we have the ability to get world class training world class facilities world class nutrition all the sort of requirements that you need to be able to be competitive at the global stage right and so we have now arrived at that stage as a country and hopefully we'll maintain that right going forward yeah among all the uh, quotes and comments i really liked uh, what parul choudhury uh, said right after she won the gold she said the up government has a policy that if you win a gold medal at the asian games you will be offered a dsp rank in uh, the police uh, right and this was in my mind while we were going all out in the last lap of the yeah, race yeah i think uh, her uh, gold medal performance and the last few moments are like spectacular right like you can make a nice movie yeah. out of how inspiring it was <laughs> amazing yeah uh, track and field success just hits uh, very very differently uh, right and our 400 to 400 meter uh, boys had uh, set an asian games record anyway right i mean about yeah, what so is it they maybe a couple of months back they had set an asian record in the world athletics but i think they just missed a medal in the finals here of course they comfortably yeah. won gold but like we are maybe a second away from you know getting global medals in track and field that's incredible right so yeah 
for sure i mean you know both of us are of the same generation we've heard this trope of you know 1.4 billion people can't produce medals and all of that yeah. shit and uh, to right? be honest so hopefully... like we would not even imagine so the, this is a thing right like yeah. <laughs> our generation could not imagine that we could do anything and a pt usha having a one off like a one off case like pt usha would be celebrated right now we we can say that let's say let's say in 6 years right let's say whenever is the next like the olympics after that right so let's say 6 years down the line you can expect that indians will be compared even 5 to 10 track and field events right like that's amazing yeah the government has also spent about 450 crores in the current olympic cycle uh, to support athletes towards foreign exposure national camps quality coaches and support staff and equipment more than 350 proposals of tops group athletes worth about 45 crores have also been approved under the ministry's top scheme in this olympic cycle alone well let's hope that all of this pays off and we have uh, good results in the upcoming olympics well there's a continuing immigration crisis in the us definitely challenging times for the country uh, it has seen a massive inflow uh, in millions Uh, of refugees and migrants crossing the border illegally to seek asylum several videos have gone viral on x showing the pathetic state of affairs in the first world country with several thousands sleeping on sidewalks mayors in several cities have announced that they are at capacity with hosp- hospitals hotels and many other venues running out of space uh, to house the refugees abhishek i just cannot understand this i mean i don't know hope you will help me make sense of this right because you know us immigration if you look back at 60s and 70s it was you know give us your engineers and doctors and everything and we have the opportunities to uh, sort of help them you know make money build wealth uh, and uh, you know grow professionally right i mean if you look at the indian or asian immigration of that time it was that uh, right i mean to now at a point where uh, you know you have these people just uh, streaming in from uh, uh, across the borders just feels uh, like a self sabotage of the country i mean and i don't know i mean uh, it doesn't even feel like a uh, like a partisan thing right i mean it's not like the democrats are uh, even though the democrats are slightly worse off than the republicans i mean i feel like even the republicans are not making too much of a an issue out of this what what do you think is happening this has been like a continuous problem for quite a long time now right it sort of sees waves right where sometimes there is a sort of drop and then you know some situation changes and then there is a spurt right and so uh, the immigration from the central american countries or mexico is sort of going to continue unabated simply because it's kind of similar to how let's say the immigration from some of the poorer middle east or african countries happens to europe right so the situation in the host country or the originating country is so bad for so many people that they are willing to take a chance on their life itself to somehow enter united states or europe right i mean that's the basic situation like these people are okay to die in order to sort of escape wherever they are coming from and so the basic point i'm trying to say is that till uh, the situation in their host countries um improves i do not see the influx 
of potential immigrants uh, reducing now the second point no, but is why are they not stopping actually yeah so coming to that now the second point is what can america do about it right donald trump had a practical solution that he would build a wall right of course he lied about it that he would get mexico to pay for it i mean that was never going to happen but his logic was sound right that you need a wall to basically stop it now obviously he built part of it in during his tenure but now to the other side to the liberals like that is an, that's something wrong right they feel like there should be no walls no borders i don't know how how much they are willing to stretch their uh, imagination on this but basically what happens is they will publicly denounce something like a wall but under biden also they have tried to strengthen their border security but pretty as you said as you can see from the recent videos etc they have kind of failed to do that as well right and so right now it's a very sort of tragic situation where uh, you have these people uh, streaming in you have sort of half hearted attempt by the us to stop ultimately many of them come through and then there's also a shortage of uh, judges who do these immigration trials and the people also have realized that if you go via the legal route you will most likely be asked to leave so they just prefer to remain as undocumented immigrants right uh, illegal immigrants in us and they feel that that situation of being an illegal immigrant in the us is better than being a citizen or resident of their host country and so this you have like this suboptimal situation in every which way obviously the republicans will talk a big game uh, in their primaries and debates and maybe they will be proactive to stop it but ultimately i think the situation is so bad that you know it's never going to be fully solved uh, unless someone really does get serious about you know building walls and investing heavily in security guards and the whole infrastructure around the uh, southern border yeah they'll definitely need more than walls right i mean uh, apparently i mean they, they, the tunnels are so sophisticated that trucks can drive through them and so on right i mean it's uh, it's pretty insane i mean it is also uh, linked to the whole drug economy and all those kind of things cartels cartel, yeah. and all that right it's a very sort of complex no, certainly situation. an unfortunate situation i mean i feel i feel pretty sad for you know the locals and the residents uh, you know in some of these places right i mean i was just watching videos of uh, new york being like completely overrun with uh, all of these migrants uh, and uh, some skirmishes with the locals and residents right so tough situation i think i think douglas murray has this point right that you know while you are merciful and while you are uh, uh, kind and courteous to the people coming uh, in right what about the people who already exist whose uh, lives are going to be forever changed with this right so well and and that's not all uh, that is happening in the us on the political front former president uh, donald trump's uh, legal woes continue with several counts of felonies and indictments beginning court proceedings 
currently he is being grilled in the new york state supreme court over the past four days and has missed a couple of uh, gop presidential debates allowing vivek ramasamy that's a name that you didn't think will appear in u.s uh, uh, primary debates at least the republican primary debates he has taken a lead uh, did you watch the debates abhishek i have seen a few the highlights but they are not real because uh, this year you know it seems like uh, biden versus trump repeat seems sort of uh, inevitable so kind of lost a bit of interest in the primaries yeah but i don't know if trump will be allowed to compete i mean yeah, I mean, at least in terms uh... of voting he obviously wins the republican side but then it's a question of legal you know, challenges stopping yeah, yeah. The latest charges they've brought on him are pretty severe. I mean, they're invoking the RICO laws, I mean, which is uh, used to sort of indict, uh, you know, mobsters, uh, right? And that too, this is in the state of Georgia where uh, supposedly the, the laws are super strict, uh, right? So much so that uh, if, he's, if he's indicted, I mean, uh, uh, I mean, if he fails prosecu- prosecution, basically, I mean, he will not be able to pardon himself, even as a president, uh, right? So, yeah, they're... Definitely, the establishment is uh, going to make sure that um, he doesn't uh, contest. Uh, at least that's what it seems like uh, from the outside, right? Well, uh, with that, we come to the end of the Bharatvarta Weekly. I hope you enjoyed this content. If you do, don't forget to rate and review us on your favorite platform so that more people can discover us. Uh, we publish a couple of episodes, as I mentioned, uh, every week on our channel. Uh, do check them out. And if you have any comments, any thoughts you'd like to share with us, uh, we're at Bharatvarta on most social platforms. Do reach out to us. Uh, until next time, from Abhishek and myself, do stay safe, take care, and Jai Hind.